Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 195 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who's waiting for the sunlight with me tonight? Blake Anglin here, ready to get spooky. <laughs> welcome. Colt Blevins here. Same. And welcome. This is your first time on the show. And we're here sure. to <laughs> talk about a game that I had no intention of ever putting on the show or replaying, but unfortunately, this was actually Helena's pick from Hell Hat Fury on TikTok, who made our music, who I shout out every time. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to make it because uh, of, cause of just scheduling conflicts, but it is her pick, so I want to make sure I give her a shout out, because she was the whole reason that I even like put this on the show, because I was like, I don't want to play until dawn, but I'm like, I'll do it for you, Helena. So... <laughs> Was there something about the game that made you kind of not want to play it? You know, I just I mean? didn't. I played it once. I had fun. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't a game I had any interest in going back. It wasn't something I had interest in covering. Nothing to the game. No reason to. No reason to the game. Just wasn't something that I wanted to do. Gotcha. Oh, and I should say the year of this game before we go any farther. Uh, it was my notes back and close what I'm doing. It's developed by Supermassive Games and came out in 2014 for PS4 exclusive. Oh, and we will be spoiling this game. So this is a very, very story heaven story game. Big spoilers. So, yeah, you're being warned. I, I don't always say that because half the time I cover stuff from like early 2000s. I'm like, yeah, if you, it's been 20 years. I don't care. So <laughs> but this is a game where it's not that old and it's locked on PS4, unfortunately. Crazy. That blows my mind still. Published by Sony. So that's why. There you go. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a game that should be, if I mean, it doesn't need to be remade, but it should be ported to PS5. I mean, you ported the damn Last of Us to PS5. I mean, you remade it, but you didn't need to port this damn game. There's my yeah, answer. I mean, like, put the stick yeah, at it to all platforms. <laughs> well, they can't do that. So, Sony's yeah, not going to let that happen. I know. But yes, <laughs> we do. Start the petition. No, I mean, I don't, I, I guess I've really moved away from exclusives on a system now. I don't like it anymore. I mean, one time I was like, oh, yeah, exclusive. Now I'm like, put it on everything. Put it on, like, I get it. I get it. Like, I understand if you published it, sure, your game. But after a certain amount of years, it's like, just put it on. Like, especially in a case like this, where if you're not going to port to PS5, just throw it on Steam. Throw it on, you know, if you don't want to do it on Xbox, just throw it on Steam at least. Right. you're not I mean, yeah, this, hurting yourself. Well, no one can do section just so they can play until dawn. You know what I mean? Like, let's, this, the new sales are drying up, folks. Let's let's find a new audience here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And to speak to, uh, man, I didn't ask him before. You go by Michael or Mike? Uh, either one is fine. Usually Mike. Right. To, you got to, to your point Michael. earlier, but like, I don't know if Blake told you, I'm I'm an old school. Like, I grew up in the in the regular NES versus Sega era, the fanboy okay. stuff. Like, when you're talking about exclusives and stuff, where <laughs> that was the big mm-hmm. draw. Like, getting something that nobody else had. We're, we're already so, on yeah, topic. I, mean, I understand that, but at the same time... Like, just do you guys remember when different systems had literal different versions of the same game? Yes, like Aladdin, yes, for I example. When Mortal Kombat came out for the uh, Super Nintendo and Sega, and you couldn't get blood on the Super Nintendo. Oh, wait, you <laughs> Those are the kind of exclusives I'm okay with. Like, <laughs> just fuck, fuck the shit up. Well, I mean, that was a different time. Like, but nowadays, where games are so expensive, like, you know, to create them, it just. To me, it's like, just put them on everything at this point. Especially when we have so many ways to port things. And, I mean, I know it's not as simple. It's like, I'm not trying to act like, I understand it costs money. I'm not one of those guys. But it's just like, if you have the ability to, and the money to, do it. Like, you know, after a while, it shouldn't be. Like, Microsoft is really good about even putting their exclusive stuff on every other system. Or right. putting on I PC, at least. 
respond to that. Yeah, like they like to see kind of cooperation at this point between between game makers as opposed to like the old me versus us thing. Yeah, there's just two people understand they're just like we all can't afford every console. Like, you know, let's 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 get on with this. (laughs) Especially now when consoles are seven hundred bucks. In this economy? I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, it's just not I mean, that, so that's a, that's my little piece about that. Like, that's one of my complaints that this game is locked because I had, I had honestly forgotten all about Until Dawn. I played it, God, five years ago or so. For a, it was before the podcast started, and I haven't thought much about it. I mean, I enjoyed it, I had fun, but I moved on. Like, it wasn't a game that I any inkling to to think about. And then when you know I went to replay it, I'm like, okay, this game is still really, really good, it and it's very it's a very yeah. unique horror game. Yes, agreed. I don't really like horror games for all that much, but I fell in love with this one. Like this was, there was there was no like Blake introduced me to it, let me play it, and it was over. Like I played if if my PlayStation had to crash with it on it, I would probably still be like having run throughs of that game. Wait, it's that it's, just, it's that kind of game. Yeah, where you can just pick it up. Like this is going to sound a little gamer or not going to sound good. But I'm going to say it anyway. I don't mean it the way it's going to sound though. I'm just gonna put that out there. Like it's a kind of gamers game for people that aren't gamers, essentially, which I don't like that terminology, but it, it it's in a way where it's approachable. Like my wife doesn't play a lot of games. She doesn't like most games. She enjoys Life is Strange. I mean she enjoys her cell phone games. And this was a console game where she was actually interested in playing it. The only reason she fell off of it was all she didn't like all the QTEs that this game has. This game has a lot of QTEs. Yeah. That's fair. So she, yeah. she was just because she didn't know the controller as well, so she would mess up and things and be like, Okay, I'm not enjoying this. And that, but it was a game that she was interested in. You know, she loves she, she loves horror, but it was just because of the fact that she could. This is a game where you don't have to be really good with the controller. You don't have to, and no matter what you do, you're still gonna be able to experience the game. It's a game yeah. that's enjoyable to watch in a way that few other video games are. Yes, well, I mean, because when you're even like watching somebody, it's almost watching a movie or a TV series or something to that effect. Like, yeah, there's controls and stuff going on, but it's just it's written so well that and put together so well that like all the pieces just fit to where it really don't feel like you're playing a game. Maybe a couple of times where you're having to like do some quick time events to keep stuff. <laughs> but not, even then, not, I, I never got frustrated like to where I wanted to throw a controller with this game. <laughs> no, it, it, it does a good job of fucking with you too. For example, like when the game starts off, you have a lot of different scenes with where you're sitting there, your character is sitting there and you're talking to some doctor, which is a, a famous actor. I can't think of the guy's name, but I, I recognize yeah. him as like the weird guy in things. Yeah. He's great. You know, he's that's a character. Peter Stormer. actor. Peter Stormer. He's Peter a good actor. Okay. I mean, that's what, okay. another thing that's so awesome about this game is like all the characters are all pretty famous actors. I don't know. Most of them. I know Rami Malek is one of them. He's the brother that of the sisters that pass away in the first 10 minutes of the game. Who invites you all back to the cabin? I know him. He was also in uh, one of the 007 movies as the villain recently. Like he's a good actor. And then the only, and then I knew the guy that plays Mike, but I can't remember his name. I just know he was on Shield before for a while. Yeah, I can't remember his name. But yeah, he was on Shield. Like that's Walton? that's kind of what how Blake. Yeah, it's like the dude that's on Shield. The like, that character is in this game. Play this. Hayden Panettiere. She's the yeah. what? She's probably- I think she's probably the most famous at the time the game came out. Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Also, she's I don't a cheerleader. Know yeah, she's a cheerleader. Save the world. <laughs> and um, uh, if you guys have seen like Shameless or uh, even better, uh, Superstore, which is like one of my low key uh, 
favorite shows. Uh, she she's an actress. Uh, the girl that plays Emily in the game is an actress in both of those shows. Oh, okay. I didn't recognize that actress. I also didn't recognize who? the actress of Emily. Yeah, that's yeah, what, like I was the, about to ask Blake who 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 was she? Do you remember? Yeah, she, well, like she she's oh, in a couple. So Shameless. She's like um, one of Lip's college girlfriends, and then she's in a, she's a main character in a show called Superstore. Which, but both of those literally may have come out after Until Dawn. So okay. that's certain. I mean, this was probably, I mean, this would have been in development for years, I'm sure. So they all would have been tapped much earlier than that before they really, like, probably took off. This was, I think, maybe even pre uh, Mr. Robot. So, like, Hayden Panettiere was the big get. And then the other ones were kind of, you know, up, up and coming actors or whatever at that at that time. Yeah, because the dude that played Mike, that would have been the second season of S.H.I.E.L.D. when that actually released, which means he wouldn't have been probably in development, like, when they got him first. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been as big. I mean, I didn't recognize the other actors, really. I just, again, I don't watch a lot of TV, I think, as part of it. So I didn't recognize most of them. But I love the fact that that's what they did in this game, that they had these actors and actresses, and they mocap them, and they had them do all the lines. And, you know, it works really well. The design is great of the character, of how yeah, they oh, yeah. are in there. They, they play with tropes and then kind of subvert them in, like, a really fun way is one of my favorite parts of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it plays like a, it's supposed to play like a horror movie. You know, you have the dumb, you know, like people all, you know, a bunch of teenagers all heading up to some cabin where they shouldn't be. And, you know, that whole thing. And I and I think it does a really good job of that. And like the intro of this game, which is pretty quick, is you play as where these, these teenagers prank one of the one of the girls, which is the guy's sister that owns a cabin. And the, and the two sisters go missing because they fall their death. <laughs> but you don't know that. Yeah. You just see, well, you see them fall, yeah. You see the one girl fall and break her head open, and then that's just the end of it. And then a year later, the brother invites them back to party because because uh, he's crazy. That's such a horror movie, like, trope, too. It like, is, though. Something happened, yeah. we all come back. Like, it, so it sets up that expectation right off the bat of, like, horror movie tropes. And I love that the game specifically, like, rewards you as a player for kind of seeing and understanding those tropes. And we can get into some examples now or later if you guys like, but what am I? So, all right, just for instance, so when you kind of start, uh, one of the first chapters is that all the all the characters are gathering back after a year, after this kind of, um, you know, a traumatic event, and you play as Chris very early on, uh, just a guy. And you are kind of given a gun, and you have an option to shoot at a bird. You guys may remember this. A squirrel. Um, yeah. So it's a squirrel. It's yeah. Okay. Very, very, so in game, it's kind of treated as a, like, I guess, like a gun tutorial almost. But there's this this trope in horror movies of like people who mistreat animals, essentially, you know, getting their comeuppance. Oh. So by avoiding by not shooting the squirrel, um, you're actually benefited in game later. So I believe and correct me if I'm wrong, if you shoot the squirrel, like Chris does something, hurts himself and starts bleeding. And yeah, yeah so far later, by not bleeding, you're able to kind of hide yourself, you know, more capable. OK, uh, I just- I don't want to mention the two twists yet. That's I want right. to okay. dance around that still. But essentially, you're just you're rewarded in this case and others that you'll you'll notice is a theme throughout the game of of, of avoiding you know mistreating wildlife. Okay. Um, also, on that note, I know um, your, our previous guest was going to explain more. There was an issue with some of the terminology in the game. I understand. Is that are you versed? enough to, to discuss that not as well as she would have been but i can she told me a little and i she told me tiktok so i have a little bit of info um, i'll say the word this time 
Um, so this game has to do with Wendigos, which is, from my understanding, is not if you're not Native American. It's an it wasn't that is it's a Native American creature from their from their folklore and their myth, and it's disrespectful for someone to say it. One is supposed to invite them into your house if you say the word too many times, I guess. Two or something to say their word is to invite them. From what I was reading, but it's it's considered disrespectful to say that word. So we're mostly going to re- call it the creatures just to make it simple. So that's why we're saying that because I don't. Want to be disrespectful? I mean, I'm disrespectful to certain type of people, but that's not one of them. So, <laughs> people listen to me enough, we'll get that joke. <laughs> you don't listen to me if you get that joke a whole lot. So, but no, it, it's one of those things where it's just considered disrespectful with, with Native American because it's something from their, you know, that mean that is part of their myth. The whole idea of that of Wendigo is that if somebody consumes flesh, you know, cannibalism, Human then the spirit will go into them and take them over, and that's plays a part in the storyline of the game too you find out as you progress through the game. Yes. Yeah. I agree. And it's, uh, again, it's, it's, it plays to those larger themes of, uh, of course there is some native American culture in it, but, but that, Which that I also like. just ties back into like being respectful of, of living creatures, a theme that comes up in this game over and over again. So, like, well, also being respectful to native American, because the whole idea is that this was native American land that then they, that people bought, you know, and took over and built things on and didn't pay respect where this, this land was i'm not sure holy would be the right word but it was a land that was sacred sacred probably the right word and plus like the creatures were living in this mountain and they knew that like they were the protectors of the mountain i think is how it's supposed to go yeah and of course you get real story heavy beats that kind of get into it but i i do like that early on one of the red herrings given is kind of kind of implied that perhaps the family was a target of like you know, displaced groups, displaced Native American groups who thought that they were, you know, disrupting this holy land, which, by the way, they were like the throwing <laughs> massive, you know, on this place. So that's yeah. that's kind of thrown out as like perhaps, you know, why or how the twins died is like a, a you know, uh, we won't spoil well, the twist yet, but that's obviously a red herring. Yeah. Um, Even when the and when the twins fall, you see a guy following them who then tries to like, grab them. But you can't. The option isn't to grab his hand. The option is just die. So. It's not, yeah. but I mean, they, like even in the first scene, when after you get past the intro and you're seeing the, the people come to the cabin, you see a guy with a machete standing in the background. At one part, when you're walking, oh, when you're walking in the past, you see a flamethrower like flame up in the corner as she's walking, trying to find her sister. Like they, they do a lot of red herring to kind of make you think there's more to it than what's really good, than to throw you completely off. Yes. Yeah, specifically to make you think there's less to it because I think they kind of intentionally hide that supernatural twist as long as possible uh you know for maximum yeah, yeah. kind of you know they impact do. which is cool that's a horror movie trope again like i love that this game just plays with those kind of things over and over and over oh and uh colt are you a big horror movie guy not really i know of them and i watch them especially like old 80s 90s okay but here recently not really i'm just not i'll watch them but not really into them on the same way my wife loves horror movies and ha- loves horror in general. Has has Mike Myers, Jason, Freddy, I can't and Pennywise tattooed not yeah Pennywise tattooed on her arm. Like, but I hate horror movies. I don't watch them. But so I understand. Was it, it, yeah, I, I generally that. don't. So, I, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, but, I mean that's a, that's. I a, actually see does. horror movies as it needs to be a group effort type of deal. <laughs> you should watch horror movies with a big group of friends. That's the only way to enjoy them. Yeah. And I also don't like horror games in general. Like for like Spooktober, I reg- I I reg- I don't look forward to every Spooktober where I play six to seven horror games, depending on the way I however I do my season. It's not what I look forward to. I do it every year because I'm insane. But like I just don't touch horror games, and that that's the thing about this game is that 
I was willing to play it because it doesn't, it plays so differently. It plays like a movie, like we were kind of saying earlier, where most of this gameplay is third person walking around. You'll get quick time events. And then you also will have moments where you have to make decisions. You have two different decisions to always make. Either are you going to hide or are you going to run? You have a timer that's ticking away where you have to pick which option you, you pick of the two. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I love how the game plays with that as well. Like, there, there's a session where you're playing as one character. Your, your friend, your girlfriend, Mike's girlfriend has been grabbed. And, you know, you, you, you're given the option a few times of like a quick path or a slow path. Yeah, yeah. at the time, um, but like it makes literally all the difference in the world to how the story is. Kind of, kind of like I feel like there are some there there's some places in the games, and we can talk about these later. With some negatives, I think about the game where it kind of railroads you at certain points. Things don't matter as much as you're led to believe, perhaps. But but there also are moments where it kind of gives you seemingly insignificant decisions like that that really, really, really pay off later. I don't mind that as much. Like, I get it. Like, I'm okay because a game's got a game. Like, it wouldn't make sense to make 30 different parts for, you know, how a game would act. Like, yes, they do. They do alter conversations. Like, conversations can be different depending on what clues you find. Clues are just items that you'll, like, points of interest that you'll see in this game as you play around. Like, it will alter conversations. But, like, I get it that they weren't going to record completely different endings based on certain decisions. Like, I'm okay with that. For sure. The ending, I'm definitely okay with. Um, Same. But I, I, I especially, I guess I feel like especially there's some plot armor kind of in those middle chapters. I, maybe a better way to put it would be, I mean, we've talked about this like with the Walking Dead games. Like once you've seen Under the Hood a little bit, the game loses just a touch of its magic. Like that first playthrough hits in a way that maybe others don't, even even if there are really compelling reasons for multiple playthroughs. But I, I yeah. think like one, one Especially once you've dug into well, the yeah, mechanic, I mean, you've seen that magic. It, it loses just a bit, I think. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, I was agreeing with Blake. The what he's like, it's like learning how a magic trick works. It doesn't make the magic trick any less. I mean, it's it's still cool. It's just kind of less cool because now you know how, how it's going to go. Yeah, type of that's deal. a good enough for how I feel. Okay, and, and I think that helps. Like, it's the kind of game where, like, Anyone who listens to the show knows me. I, Whenever I play a game for the show, I almost always use a guide. When I played this game, I didn't touch a guide. I just oh, played through it again. I still fucked up. <laughs> I still lost, I think, the same amount of people. I might have saved one other person, but I still lost a bunch of people. Interesting. Like, example, if we were kind of talking about, so you get back, you, when they get to the cabin, you have a small scene where they end up fighting, and then a couple people are split up. Mike and his new girlfriend are split up. And they go to the guest cabin, which, again, makes this makes no sense to me how far he has. Them. Oh, hey, just go down, like walk for a, a mile <laughs> in the cold. Yeah. And jerk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love that. I mean, oh, it's, yeah, like, was... it's a giant house. I couldn't just like, hey, go in a different room and don't talk to her. Like, really? Like, oh, go to the guest cabin. I don't know. It, yeah, bothers, so it bothered me a lot. We have to have our show like <laughs> horn playing that girl. Goat? You know, like, that's key to setting up these tropes. You got to yeah. have the guy in the group. Off to go that, that's it. a trope. That's a horror movie trope. Separate, oh, yeah. separate the group to go have because well, I mean right. I don't know if you want to go have sex is an instant death in most horror movies. <laughs> and she's so yeah, like you have a like you have a scene where she leaves, and then that's kind of again this can alter a lot. Like I was watching some speedruns. Like whenever I played this game twice, and both times Jessica, the girl that that's with him, she ends up half or mostly just in her underwear. And then gets pulled out the window. Well, apparently I was watching some videos. You can do it where she still has most of her clothes on and then gets pulled away. Because I guess if you're more of an asshole, she doesn't undress. 
Oh, yes. I'm, there's like multiple steps you can do yeah. to make her more comfortable, as it were. <laughs> okay. And I tried. So whenever I play decision making games like this, I try to think, what would I do? And I also try to pick the safest route because I'm always trying to think, okay, I want to keep the character I'm playing as alive. So I'm not going to jump for that cliff. I'm going to take the safe route. I'm not going to jump down that hill. I'm going to go around because if I jump down the hill and break my leg, it ain't going to help anybody. That's why your girlfriend gets killed in Until Dawn. <laughs> yeah, yes. both times I played this game, she died because I, I forgot. Because it shows you after you kill her that, hey, if you would have went the other way, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I actually, yeah. that was one of the things. There's a couple of times playing this I felt really smart. This is one of them. There's one specific example later. Just I was like, yeah, she's like, we're in a race for this girl's life. You know, I should move fast. And I was rewarded for that. So that like, that felt awesome as a player. So if you save her, is she around or is she gone for most of the game still? She's still gone for most of the game. The, it, okay. it kind of played out the same but that you get to that elevator and it drops. And so Mike's kind of led to believe she's dead. But, okay. yeah. but she certainly but lives I, that and she's out much later. I'm, I might be wrong, but for some reason I'm thinking there is some extra gameplay with her. Like a little bit of a her getting her way out of where the where she drops. Yeah, oh. She becomes a playable character later. Oh, again? Oh, that's cool. Because, like, for me, well, both times, she just, when I saw her, her, her mouth is missing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You have to, you have to, you have to really rush after her, and then she, sur- she survives that. It's not clear to me how, because Mike doesn't actually do anything, so, like, no matter My what. My guess is just that Mike is moving faster, so the, the creature gets more startled. That's, yeah, this, that's as good. This is also good. when you don't. He's moving fast enough to startle the creature before it can do something to her. Yes. Yeah. And this is also, you don't realize they're creatures. The game makes you think that it's a serial killer that's killing them on this mountain. Yeah. yeah and you're this... led to believe it's a weird looking dude with the machete and the flamethrower that's doing this. Yeah. Although keen eyed gamers can still kind of see that it's like a claw that reaches through the window, but yeah, you, it's not um, a hand. You really have to, to be watching for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a small scene, but you can see it. And I, I mean, you know, as a guy who already beat this game, I knew what was coming. So I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. You can see those little hints and stuff. Yeah. So, so since we're here, this is what this, you start to see examples of. How do you guys feel about the totem system? Eh. That didn't resonate. You know what? I do not remember what the totem system was. <laughs> so, oh, the, you did. You ahead, that what, okay. Okay. So essentially, there's sections where you're just kind of walking around, you know, like uh, investigating things. You can find these little totems, and it t- I guess it's supposed to tie back again to like Native American culture. Vision totems um, is what the game kind of presents it as. So you see oh, yeah. basically bad things happening. And like in game, it's ideally kind of meant to steer you towards better decisions with like, you know, hints, hints of a possible ill future that if you're smart, you can avoid. And they okay, yeah, I remember this now. They play out in more some some are easy to decipher, some are essentially meaningless, but you know, that's the idea. Yeah. And I think I mean I don't care for them. I think they work out well and they make sense in the story because there's also a story beat to why these things are randomly there because there's a guy the the guy who you think is the serial killer with the machete and the flamethrower is actually the guy that's going around and who he's the one that left the totems because he's he's Native American and he's been on this mountain for a while because it's his family's mountain or you know his not his family his tribe and that's why he's there. Yeah, exactly. And I, so I like that. I, I just like I love to see cohesion in like 
you know, games, narrative, and and when everything just kind of combines to sing. And Until Dawn, I think, does that, like, really, really well. Agreed. Yeah. I think it I does a very good job of it. I think it, it really kind of just hits the right buttons, and it makes it, it makes you care for the characters. Like, when Jess died this time, I mean, I felt bad, you know, because I'm like, damn it, I wanted to save people. Not, you know, I was like, I'm going to play this, but when you haven't played this game in six years, I really don't remember. I didn't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> so like, none of it was there for shy for sure i mean i was okay with that in the end because you know it was nice it was it was this was a nice game to play without knowing what to expect again because i had i had very little memory of what i was playing oh yeah i bet that was a a good it was probably almost first time feeling but not quite i mean like i so knew sure like, there were some things that would like yeah. you go into had to ring a bell some, but a lot of stuff was pretty brand new because it had been so long since I played it. Yeah. So a lot of it had came to me very new, which was a real, it was a really nice feeling. So yeah. just to touch on like one more, like the, the example of like a, a trope and like it, where I felt like really smart having played. So there's, there's a part where you're playing as Mike. I, I, it's not, it's one of my least favorite chapters of the game personally, but it's essentially like an exposition dump where you're Mike going through the sanitarium on the mountain. So, you know, you're getting like a lot of lore and stuff. But for reasons that uh, still remain unclear to me, uh, there's like a box, right? That's like a uh, uh, just like a box making sound in the middle of the room. And you can go up and kind of investigate it if you choose so. And I took one look at that thing and was like, nope. And just continued my playthrough. Oh, you're talking about in the asylum? In the asylum. It's not making noise. It's a, I mean, we can spoil this. Uh, It's a literal hand. My it's a hand that's moving back and forth and it has a tag on it. And you're you have to go there, stand there, and then time it so you hit the button right and he tries to grab the tag. So I just looked at it and said no. I was like, I'm, that's I'm smart. not even it turned out to be very smart. And like I didn't learn that until watching a second playthrough. I actually watched Colt play through it, and then he, you know, you, you have to make a tough choice as to lose your finger or your machete just by interacting with this like ominous object. And I was like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> go me, you know. And again, again, I think and there's another example of this later that uh, involves a death. So we can maybe talk about that later. But okay, it's just that kind of trope of like, I guess, don't go don't go fucking with shit. <laughs> reason, you know, like you see it time and time again in horror movies like, oh, let's go investigate this noise. Like, no, fucking Scooby Doo. Don't go do that. That's a bad idea. <laughs> And like this game gives you a couple examples of that. That being one of the earlier yeah. ones. Oh, my dumbass forgot, and I went and grabbed the arm, and I lost my finger. And I was like, "Oh, damn it, idiot!" It's the right move because better your finger than your machete, which you need later to defend yourself. Again, I lost the machete too. Players, which I just I love so much. I broke it. I still broke the machete when I was trying because I tried to use the machete to get my fingers out, and that didn't work. And then I cut. Then I cut my fingers off with the broken machete. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I lost it shortly after that. But it's like that wincing of like losing body parts, even fictional ones that I assume leads people to kind of like, oh, we'll just use the machete. You know, maybe I'll need my fingers or whatever. And, you know, that's a bad idea. I yeah, yeah I can't. Oh, like Heavy Rain does that too, and you got to cut off your fingers. And I'm just like, oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Heavy Rain, but like, oh, just, yeah. I did get same shit. Rain. I, I, I made better decisions than Until Dawn than I did in Heavy Rain. I'll state that out right. You're, I mean, you're honestly, I, I feel like a better character. This is a better game, but hey. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. This is a much better game. I mean, this feels very much like it, you know, inspired by Heavy Rain and that style of game. But I mean, this was years later, and I feel like this did a good job of perfecting that formula. Exactly. The natural progression of like the Heavy Rain, Walking Dead kind of genre. Um, yeah. And I feel like the characters, I mean, they all kind of play the same because, you know, they're just they're just humans or nothing. And then in between each chapter of this game, you have moments where you have to you, you answer questions. And depending on, I mean, some of the questions are like fear questions, or depending on how you answer things, it will affect how the game plays out. Like, I mean, not much, but it will also, like, there's a killer you find out shortly after, early in the game, that's that's hunting you, and his mask will be different depending on what you're scared of. If you're scared of clowns, they'll have a clown mask. If you're scared of clowns and zombies, they'll have a white clown-looking mask with zombie, where it's kind of, like, deteriorated and stuff, like a zombie. Like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, and it does different things. Like, I mean, like you'll say, oh, well, you don't like gore? Okay. And you'll have like a weird like jar of go- of like blood and gu- guts on the table while you're answering questions. I love how those sections get more and more ominous, too. As you play. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Such, a, such a great part of the game. They get really fucked up after a while. <laughs> and Peter yeah. Shormir, fucking a uh, treat to watch. Like, yeah. he's hammered up so hard, and I just, I'm here for it. It works. I mean, all the actors oh. do an amazing job in this game where it feels like a movie. Absolutely. Yeah. In that That's sense. Not, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's no, there's no doubt. Like, it is seriously, it's a story, it's it's a story you play. It's, yeah. It, it doesn't feel so much like a game as it's a, it, it's like a re- choose your own adventure book. <laughs> Without having played the quarry, I th- is it safe to say that it's like the best, like or closest to a move, like most cinematic game might be the. Although I'm not sure that's the word I'm looking for, but like for if, the quarry, it was like, hey, I understand video games, but I want to play an interactive movie. Like Until Dawn might be the best possible example of that. Is that fair? I would yes, I would say Until Dawn is an interactive movie. Oh, like, yeah. because. It's yeah. not your your skill at the rules of the game, the game that nets you victory, so to speak. It's your skills with the game of storytelling, like that gets you like that would most likely get you with not to spoil anything. Everybody getting out of it a lot, yeah. Type of deal. I agree with one notable um, difference that I fucking hate the stay still sections. No, Same. They felt janky, like they never worked as intended. Like that's that's what I don't mind if like a decision. It's not, I make it's not based on stay still. That's the problem. It doesn't yeah. tell you that. Yeah, it's based no, on keeping it, the fucking. It's, it's based on wherever your remote is. While ever whatever, if you're holding it upside down above your head, it has to stay in that upside down in that same formation for that second. That's what it's based on. Yeah, that, and that's it's unclear. Position. That's why you have that. It is. They don't do a good job explaining that. I figured that I had to figure that out for myself. All right, fuck. There's nothing worse than like you've made right decisions and then you, you know, lose a character because you know you couldn't stay still. Oh, I got a, I got a sad story for that when we get there. So in the ending, where I was upset. Oh, because I stayed still like three times, but I couldn't stay still too long. I moved. I'm like, fuck. So yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. I know exactly where you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. I don't want to get there yet, but yeah, we'll get there. And then, like, as this game progresses, you have Mike and Jess are off, and Mike is Mike is doing the most in the beginning of the game, where he goes to the asylum, he loses his fingers, he's hunting after this guy that he thinks killed Jess, which is the guy with the machete, which you don't see. He doesn't really see him either, he's just going after him. And at the same time, <laughs> you have... God, what the hell is Hayden Pen- Pententeri's character, the cheerleader? I forgot the name of the character. Hold on, I got that cast pulled up. 
Oh, you yeah. got it? Well, yeah. I mean, I, her name is Sam. Sam. Okay. She goes up to take a bath. You have a little scene with her where she walks around with Raimi at one point. Or not Raimi, but uh, the brother. I can't remember. I'm, I don't know I'm, I'm forgetting everybody's name. Yeah, Josh is his Josh. Name. And, like, you have a little scene where you got to go start the boiler and stuff. And I like how there's a part where you can pick up the baseball bat, where if you do, she has a conversation about the baseball bat, and he puts it down in a different spot, which then you can then use later on when you run down in this part. That's and the good shit. I like that. I uh, like yeah. how the game does little things like that, where if you didn't grab that baseball bat, it won't be, I mean, it won't matter. You find out later. But exactly because the same, no matter what the same outcome is going to happen, which is fine, part of the game. But, like, you have good scenes with that. And I really enjoy of that i also enjoy like you because you have chris and ashley go off on their own and then at some point they get knocked out at one point the killer which is the first time you see the killer knocks them out and takes away ashley and leaves chris there and this leads to i think one of the parts of the game starts to get real in quotations i want to say where it feels real where you end up you end up following this trail a balloon i think it's a, no balloons are for hayden or for um Sam, I mean, you follow you follow this trail. You go to this place and you end up in a cabin where you find Ashley, the girl that you're crushing on that likes you. And they make a joke about, oh, yeah, you need to tap that shit. <laughs> and that dumb crap. And Bro I, hate talk. Like yeah, I, hate, I hate it. Hate it. Real life. I hate it. Well, I don't I don't hear it in real life because I don't talk to people like that or about that. But it just irritates me in, in games and movies. whatever. But like you have that. So kind of like, you know, brings up that whole like thing. And then you have a choice. Either you have he ends up in a room where some vo- some saw voice is talking to him and says, Hit the lever and you get to choose who lives and who dies. And I always save the girl because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to save the girl. So, so remind me, can you can you refuse to make a choice or does it force you to actually choose? I, I feel like you can. You. I can't remember because I felt like you could wait it out because um, obviously the the choice is there is well, no choice. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So, no, but I, I I'm trying to remember that I think it, you can run the timer out essentially. But that's what, that's one detail I couldn't remember. I was hoping one of you guys. I know I don't remember either because I just I just immediately saved the girl. See, I I think I think I let that sit for a while. Could be because like, it's a big. Me. Me. It's also I feel like the first time like so like kind of the marketing of the game and like word of mouth. Everyone was like everyone was aware it was like a horror game that you could possibly like get everyone out alive or like everyone died. That's kind of kind of known, right? So I feel like that's the moment where a lot of people. Just like fucking stop and put down their phones. Like what the fuck? Because they're like, I've already fucked up. I've already lost. You know what I mean? Like yeah, already. So I was, I think, reflecting on it. Like I I love the idea, but but maybe that feeling of like, oh fuck. Like no matter I, no matter what I did, I did wrong. Kind of, I don't know. Maybe wasn't ideally presented. Even though I, I think it's it's a cool situation. I'm not sure there honestly is a better way to have done it. So maybe I'm just picking. All right. here. I, I just had to look no matter what there's no choice in that scene you're getting well, yeah. if you choose her the blade is going to solve josh yes choose, yeah but yeah if you wait, I, I was curious if, if you could just basically essentially not decide not to choose uh, and then he you know the same thing is going to happen but I, yeah. maybe it doesn't it's yeah but the then you i mean you feel like the dialogue could be different if they had that option because he makes a comment that, later about yeah. it so Exactly. Yeah, he, he he's talking his, about that. I know both sides of that coin because I played it both ways. I, I chose Josh and I've chose Ashley, and I do remember that be like that later scene. There, there's a consequence to it. Oh, hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. So first off, yes, uh, not only in the dialogue, but if you choose Ashley, she will 
that that basically fucks Chris later on when he needs help from her, and she's like, yeah. yeah Fuck you, asshole. You tried to kill me, remember? Oh, if you don't choose her? Oh, if you choose her to die? Uh, there's is. actually two times, yeah. And you guys may... Re- there's, a, there's a second time where, like, they're put in a similar situation, and Chris has to choose to shoot yeah. himself or shoot Ashley. If you choose her in either of those times, she flips you a big middle finger and wants you get eaten by the creature later on when you need her help. Oh, that's nice. Which, yeah. frankly, that's fair. <laughs> frankly, that's fair. Okay, I'll agree. I mean, see, I didn't do that because, like, so as as a as a as the place progresses, you get Ashley. You keep going out. Josh is dead in quotations, and then you because you see him get sawed in half. And then you you go on with them to go look for Sam. We'll talk about that shortly. Sam's missing, but then the way that that scene wraps up is they end up they end up getting beat up again by the killer, and then this time the killer ties him up into a onto a table where Ashley's tied up both arms. Chris has one arm with a gun. You have a saw blade coming down above both their heads. And he says, if you shoot her or shoot yourself, I'll let the other one go free. Yeah. And you exactly. can choose what to do. So. Which it does, does, which is another great example of like, it doesn't really, at the moment you make a choice and then you may feel cheated because it doesn't really change anything either way. Also, it ends the chapter. You see whoever hit, you see him shoot whoever, and then the chapter ends and you don't find out for a little bit what actually happened. Amazing job yeah. at the chapter breaks everyone is like a legit like it's again it's like cinematic it's like yeah that's what commercial would be like that's that's good stuff and i I do want to talk about like sam's thing so sam ends up taking a bath she falls asleep you have a couple creeper scenes where she's in the bathtub and then she sees something out of the corner of her eye which is the the killer in the room with her and then he takes her clothes so then you have to walk around just in a towel as you're trying to i think get the power back on or something or just follow the balloons. I can't remember what she's doing exactly. Yeah, I think she's just she's at that point. Thank you for the power. I say it I could be yeah, some trope, you know. Okay. <laughs> Something needs to be done. She's the one who can do it. It's a good. It's a good little scene. And then the, I think no matter what you do, she's still gonna get her. She gets grabbed. Yeah. No matter yeah, what you, get you do. The uh, go ahead. Yeah, I think that when she gets when she gets grabbed during the the theater. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, you can get you can get past the theater. You can hit him with things and get away from him. You can definitely get away from him. And I just remembered, and I'm I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. The early decision as Chris whether to shoot the squirrel or not. If you do, or I think it. So the reason I think it's a bird, and I could be wrong about that, is because there's a bird with a snowball. The shot, yes, the shot startles a bird and it scratches Sam. That that oh. is what leads to her bleeding in that section. So if she's bleeding. The 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 uh, killer will will catch her no matter what you do. If okay. she's not bleeding, you have a chance to escape. Which there's no really point. In, I mean, it's again one of those kind of trickery things. Because no matter what you do, in the end, he'll catch her and then gas her out and knock yeah, her out. There's story beats that get hit no matter what yeah. happens. But your choices determine how you get there. Yeah, and I still I run every time because I couldn't remember. I hit his ass with a baseball bat. I, you know, I do all the stuff that I hit him with a pot. Like I throw shit at him. Like I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could be a and little then, one. So then she gets captured, and then after, and then as you still have Mike is still running through the sanatorium and doing all that type of stuff, but he's just running through it. He doesn't run into the the creatures yet. I don't. Wait, does he run into the creatures when he's in the sanatorium for the first time? I don't think so. That was Sam. Uh, after he gets to the uh, asylum is when you start kind of fighting off creatures and you start 
he starts finding, you know, lore diaries essentially about like the background. And okay, I don't know if he fought any creatures. Maybe he fought like one creature. I don't think he. Was he I think the. I mean, the craziness is later. They're there. In he has columns where you find out like that's where the uh, the creature lore starts getting dropped because it's about there's a group of miners that got brought to the sanatorium after being like trapped in a cave in for a while and they yeah. resorted to cannibalism. And you yeah, have and Slowly unfolds like the creature might be a real thing during that, and I think at the end of the asylum with uh, Mike is when you see him for the like that's the first time. Okay, so, like, he blows himself up or something. Not the asylum, but what what the game doesn't really tell you is that it doesn't matter whether you pass the quick times or not because you're shooting your you're, you're shooting that shotgun multiple times throughout that asylum. And it's kind of led yeah. to believe fail some you may die, but Mike is completely invincible in this chapter. You could lose every quick time event, fail to every mm-hmm. Wendigo attack, and it's not going to matter. Okay. But they and then during during uh, this time, where, oh sorry, we can say. No, I, I was about to ask Blake. That's where that's the thing you had you were talking about. You had issue with before, right? Plot armor right there. Well, I mean, in, I think in retrospect, because in the moment you don't know it doesn't it doesn't matter to me as a player. I'm I'm trying to pass my events because yeah. I think can die and that's yeah. fine you know but like it hits a little less hard in my opinion once you've dug in under the hood and find out like oh my choices here literally don't matter it's just you know for effect which you know again that's just a necessary part of building these kind of games i think yeah well, i mean I that's know. like i saying that's that's the, the end points railroaded for for this like type of storytelling even like to, yeah like mike was saying you can't build and expect the voice actors and mocap and resources it would take to really go too far off right i mean i'm also okay with the fact that characters have plot armor at different points but you don't know that because one reason i was scared to play this game the first time is because i thought if i fucked up too much i would end up when i couldn't even finish the game because i would just kill off everybody like a fail state right yeah i was the game doesn't really have that you will no matter how you play i think at least one person will survive no 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 no. you can kill everyone Pretty sure, like, there's certain points when the cast is like throughout the first act, which is the first set of chapters leading up to the asylum, because that's your that's leading into your that's that's all part one. Like, everybody has plot armor. Pretty oh, much. yeah, you can kill everybody in this game. You can kill but everybody. 100%. You can kill. Yeah, it's in acts two and three when people start dying because usually act two is the is it's the downplay. It's the dating mom. That's that's where everything at the end of Act Two for your heroes everything's at their worst. <laughs> and I think Mike got to tropes. Yes, no. I'm just speaking. This just speaks to more horror tropes in movies just being represented yeah. in game essentially. Yeah, and Mike and Sam are your two going with horror tropes. Mike and Sam are your two like Sam's a 100 percent final girl. Yeah, tropey final girl as it gets. Yeah, so she's gonna make it at least to the end to to Act Three. Her more than likely, she's gonna very at the very least like survive to well, the last like ten. She can like. only die in chapter ten. In the very end, yes. So, yes. So, her might are the only two that have plot armor until the very end of the game. Correct. Yeah. Everyone else has clear death points. There's one, and we can talk about. Uh, it, so just for I right, let's just on everyone's first playthrough who died because for me Matt was the only person who died. Up until the very, very end, and I won't spoil this shit, but I think it sounds like we've all had some frustrating moments at the very end. Which I, is, you watched me. I 
I don't rem- I don't think I got everybody out on that first playthrough, but I know it was most of them. Matt died for me. That dude got okay. a hook face. Uh, for me, it was Jessica, Matt, Emily, and Mike all died. Emily's tough to say. And Josh. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, Josh is actually unique in that you. I mean, you can save his life technically, but sort of. Right. Yeah, he he's dead no matter what though. Yeah. Like, by the end. She has some weird, like, under the hood. She's my least favorite. Like, I actually like her as a character, but the mechanics of saving her are for just for Emily. It's some very weird under the hood, like, decisions that aren't necessarily intuitive to save I, her. I saved her this time, but I have no idea how exactly I did. The so, thing at, is, oh, right, go ahead, Colt. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, go ahead. That was the one. That's the one I think. I didn't save, but at the same time, at the end of the game, I'm not entirely sure I knew her fate because I think her her ending that I saw was a cliffhanger. Like she either probably just walked into so she walked into a monster's mouth, or she stumbled her way out to freedom. And I don't think I ever saw anything like to indicate which one of those went. I might be wrong because it's been a while since I played it. No, she has clear death and success states. But they're kind of locked behind. So there's a choice early on where, for instance, you're asked, like, hey, would you like to go to Tower or somewhere else? Kind of an innocuous decision. And choosing to go to the Tower is can essentially kill her in, unless you choose to. Oh, God. I have, you have to go to the Tower, though, don't you? See, I, I'm going to look it up as we speak because there's two seemingly random decisions that don't, they both pay off far later. And they're not, it's not clear at the time you're making them how they would possibly affect like Emily's later death. And I, I'm going to look it up so we can keep talking as, as I do. Okay. Um, Matt always dies for me. Well, he, I was playing again twice, but he died the same way both times. Like you, you have the fire top because you have once Emily and Matt run into Chris and Ashley and they find out that Josh got killed by the saw blade. They run, they go to, they want to go get out of there, but they find out that the tower, the, the cable car is screwed up, so then they go to the tower. This tower, and you have a you have a couple scenes with deer, which I think is a cool scene with all the deer, where you can just kill yourself. I guess if you hit the deer, you just die. Which, of course, correct. Yeah. correct. And again, that goes back to the theme of like not mistreating the wildlife. Again, I love. Okay, so if you guys are curious, uh, you do have to go to the fire tower. And decision one, you can find a flare gun, and essentially, it's like, hey, who do you want to have it, Matt or Emily? <laughs> uh, so Matt, oddly enough, if you don't give him the gun, he's pretty much that that locks him into a death. If you give him the gun, he dies, too, I think, because he shoots it. Yes, exactly. So giving him the gun is the only way to possibly save him, though he can still die. Not giving him the gun locks Matt into a death. And for me, probably it sounds like Mike for you, like most people and, and certainly my first instinct is to will, like let Emily protect herself with his flare gun. That's how I expect, like, let, you know, give it, give it to her. She, Matt can take care of himself, but that dooms him to die. Uh, well, I just, I'm watching a speed run where the guy saves everybody and he took the gun and stole it away. Like he didn't give it to Matt at this point on the top. Right. Yes. Yes. So you, oh, oh, and so he, as Emily kept the gun. Yes. I think you must give it to Matt maybe later when she's falling to her death. Cause she, when I did it, she didn't have the gun and she made it through the mine. She ran from the creatures and she made it all the way back and survive this playthrough last playthrough i'm not sure what happened to her but i'm pretty sure she i failed a quick time event and she died <laughs> okay so now looking online I, this is 
thinking of you have to go to the fire tower, but you can argue about it. And to save him, you apparently you have to disagree with her. It doesn't matter because you go anyway. And it's not clear to me as I'm reading what how that actually like realistically affects what's going on. I, I think it's because, well, who knows? Either way, you have to disagree with her idea to go to the fire tower and then you still go to the fire tower. So, okay. Again, vague. You know, I'm it's not, not going to lie. I don't really remember Matt and Emily's parts of the game unless not they involved one of the other characters. But they only have the part where they go to the fire tower and then, as far as I know, they go in the, the fire tower collapses. Was it a creature that cut the ropes or was it the serial killer or the it's fake cre- creature? It's a creature. Okay, sure. that makes more sense, because at first I thought it was the killer, but when I played this game a second time, when I know who the killer is, I'm like, it doesn't make sense, because that's not that's not playing a trick. That's murdering people. I see it. I found it. Okay, so when they're talking about going to the fire tower, by agreeing to go to the fire tower and launch the flare, as soon as you get there, they launch, they launch the flare, because you've oh. already agreed. By disagreeing, you get a second option to shoot the flare or not, because he's like, I don't think it's a good idea. And at that point, you don't shoot the flare. Give him the gun. He can then survive. Those two choices have to be made in that order. Or, or um, sorry, <laughs> you don't have the flare gun, but you do have to disagree. And by okay. not by agreeing with her, Matt is dead no matter what you do later on. Which okay, because like when I did it, I the tower falls. Emily, I tried to do everything right. Matt jumps off, and then he gets grabbed by a creature. And you have a small scene where he's sitting at his jacket, like going, "Oh God," you know, looking for something. I'm like, "Shit, he don't have the flare gun." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, "Exactly." And then he and dies. He, and there's nothing you can do about it. He has a gruesome death too, where he gets put on a hook. Yeah, that's first. R- rough yeah. for old Matt. Boy. Yeah, I've never seen past it with him because I can't. Both times I played this game, I failed it. I mean, I won't play this game a third time anytime soon, just because. I have no interest, but <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting to play this game and actually try to save everybody. I feel like it take the fun away if I was using a guide. One of my favorite choices, again, just back to tropes and tropes, is uh, so you guys, Emily gets attacked, like scratched, and there's this kind of tense moment where you're not sure what's going on, so the group's kind of discussing, and they think that maybe she's infected, you know, like a scratch or a bite yeah. can you into one yeah. of these creatures, so you have the choice to... Uh, she was bit. She was bit. Okay, right. So you have the choice, you know, as as Mike to like essentially shoot her, and like that felt in the moment like so real because so many. There's a few times throughout where it seems like maybe the choice is obvious. You're just like, well, why would I do this when I can do that? And like, especially when it comes to a player death, like, well, why would I shoot this girl? And I feel like this is a pretty good example of like giving you motivation to make both choices. Because, like, there's real stakes if she does turn into a creature later that you'll lose someone else. Everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So even though I think most people probably don't shoot her, I think there's probably people that do. And that's just like playing off that. What My all-time horror movie, one of my all-time movies, favorite movies of all time is The Thing. And just like playing (laughs) trope of uh, paranoia where everyone's not sure what's going on was just like super cool to see play out oh and since you i have to plug it we just released a review on the thing that came out the day we're recording this so nice oh, love it <laughs> so if people want to go listen to it it's there it just got public so since you mentioned it. <laughs> sorry keep going oh that's it i just i i love that particular scene just because it's so tense and, and and putting the gun in in the player's hands while emily is like actively begging not to be killed oh. It was just like, oh, man, that 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 was one of the moments where I'm playing. I'm like, all right, this this is more than just this is a special game. You know, this is like this is something that 
is uh, is is potentially like a masterpiece as I'm playing. I, I felt. No, I can I can agree with that. Like it, it's good, and like knowing that you can save all the characters. I mean, I didn't, but knowing that you can, I I like that fact. Yeah, and that knowledge, which I guess is essentially meta knowledge, is one of the main reasons I didn't shoot her because, like, me knowing you can get people out is obviously going to be hampered by the fact that I'm about to shoot one of the main characters in the eyeball. So, <laughs> <laughs> for me, that decision yeah. was a bit easy. But if you didn't know that, you know, then certainly it's. A I can't remember. I think in my first playthrough, she died on the way back, so she never made it. Uh, I'm inter- I was I was interested to know if she could die before that scene and how that would play out. I assume they just move on, you know. Yeah, they would they would just move on without her. I'm trying to remember, I <laughs> I'm I she can die. Thing, but uh, she can remember. she can die in chapter five, six, eight, multiple times in eight, and she can die in chapter ten. So she can die a lot. It's it is funny that literally literally moments after that whole scene is when you find the text dump that's like, oh yeah, this doesn't transmit. <laughs> scratch yeah like an instant fucking comeuppance if you did shoot her (laughs) which i find funny because you get the you get the the guy that you thought was the killer earlier in in the game that you find the the guy with the machete and the mask and the flamethrower who you find out is actually a good guy who's trying to help you he explains the creatures and this is when they decide they're trying to go find their josh because we haven't talked about yet we'll do the first big the big twist is Josh is the guy that was disguised himself as a serial killer who made these little games to fuck with his friend. He's yeah, the one that grabbed Sam and tied her up in a fu- in a towel in the basement, and he was the one that put Ashley and Josh, or not, not Ashley and Chris, where they thought they were going to die. Yeah, so. and he's brother of the girls that all these people pranked the year previous. Yes. But that's his motivation. And you also find out that the whole him talking with the doctor was him talking about how he was going to play this game on his friend. Yes. That's such good stuff. Like, it is. Such a good reveal. With more layers still to come, which just makes it even better. And you have, because then they go looking for Josh, we, Chris and the the guy, go, the Native American guy, the guy with the flamethrower, they go. And then I, I thought that no matter, you could save him, but I guess no matter what, he dies at this point. He, yeah, he does. I think that, yes. Yeah, he does. Because no I... I failed the don't move one again this time, and I failed it the I previous did. time I played this game. Yeah, I was like, fuck, I could have saved that guy. Sorry, buddy. You know, but no. <laughs> Even if yeah, you no, matter, no matter how good you are, he's. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, that makes sense that he doesn't survive no matter what because he's just not meant to. So. Especially when you consider Josh's ending, because um, for reasons that we won't quite get into yet, uh, Josh's ending kind of uh, hinges on the fact that that character doesn't make it. No, which makes sense. He shouldn't make it. I mean, he, he shot, he shot, yeah, yeah. Someone I mean, and I, I think they react perfectly when they find out that he, what he did, that he was fucking with them. Well, one, Mike thinks he killed Jessica. So Mike is like ready to beat the shit out of him. And then you tie him up and he's just acting all stupid. He's like, and I'm just like, okay, this kind of makes sense. But I, I do like the fact that they don't react the way he thought they would find it funny. But they're like, you almost, we almost died, you, you crazy man. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, that was like, good. It's relatable to an extent. It's like, okay, you guys prank my dead sisters. I'm going to prank you. You know, like that, that, you know, that, that yeah. until like, there's some leaps of logic there that you have. Well, to no, accept. I mean, I can see it. Like, you know, you have the idea that you have somebody whose mental, you know, state is very not good and the help he's supposed to be getting. The psychiatrist isn't really helping him. I feel 
He's more so, pushing him to be more nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, so he, like that's how that plays out. It seems like the psychiatrist is. So just to be clear, that is not the psychiatrist talking. That is Josh hallucinating the psychiatrist the entire time. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's his psychiatrist that gets mentioned, but everything that you see is you, and you don't know this. Until oh, just him hallucinating. You are yeah. Josh talking to the hallucination. Okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so he just kind of reverts to the hallucination of his therapist as a means to kind of cope. And I do got to say, like, Rami Malik fucking kills the role, especially when he starts becoming, like, unhinged. Like, yeah, he fucking kills it. You're like, OK, like this. This is a, literally a man who has lost his fucking mind. <laughs> he plays it well. He plays, he plays it well. Really well. Yes, very well. And this is also like, and I like how, the, and that's what leads to all their problems because they take them, they tie them up in this cabin, and they're going to wait until dawn because when they're in the fire tower, they get a hold of the Na- National Guard force, right? They get rid of hold of someone that's going to come and rest, come and check on them, but they won't be able to get there till dawn. So that all plays into this: we have to they, make it till dawn. They said it again. <laughs> they also say that the creatures hunt at night, so we have to make it to until dawn too, because the creatures don't hunt anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's all again, also tropey. Like I love it. I'm I'm okay with that. So it works for me. It's intentional and I, I think yeah. it's brilliant. And I I like how that's what causes all their problems because the game could have ended right there, but because they fucked up and tied Josh in the cabin instead of just tying him up in the house, they then have to go to the cabin to go find him and find out he's missing because the creatures took him into the into the mines, which then leads to Mike going into the mines by himself, which then also leads a group following him because they find out information and they have to go tell them. And apparently well, one of guess cell phone probably wouldn't work underground, but you know, they don't have, there's no signal. Yeah. That's what they said. They make comment. No signal. Yeah. So they go after him to tell yeah. him something. I don't even remember what they're going to say. It didn't matter. Yeah, I don't quite remember how that the lead up to that. I remember going, that's going in the mines. Well, there's, there's some element I believe of like, all right, well, we locked this guy up and he maybe wasn't the killer so like we should find our friend who's obviously mentally unstable yeah which is nice it's nice that they realize that and they're trying to kind of say also they find out because he has the key so <laughs> to the, that they need the key to start the lift to get out of there oh yeah there you go which they really don't need because in my in the way my game ends and i'm assuming the way the game ends in general they don't ever make it to the lift anyway because the helicopter comes and saves them right can that is that different can that not happen i don't know I feel like that happens no matter what, because you go to the radio tower. Yeah, I, unless you I, I, died on your way to the radio tower, maybe. Because uh, the deer kill you if you if you screw with a deer. Because there's one point where you can hit the deer with your axe. If you hit the deer, it, it kills Matt at least. I don't know if Emily dies too, but I'm assuming. Yeah. Don't don't no. I I, I yeah. It's a good question. I don't know because I I just seemed ridiculous to me that anyone would make that choice. But don't fuck with wildlife in the game. This, this is a good always a good general. Oh, life. good good thing in real life. Don't fuck with wildlife. I don't. There you go. Or especially a herd of deer. Like it just—that <laughs> was I, one of the examples. My answer seemed pretty obvious to me. <laughs> On a mountain's oh, edge, yeah. There's a totem that uh that tips you off to that as well. Okay, I just like that. And then like going into the mines as Mike when you're being hunted by the creatures. Now that is intense. Where he has the unlimited shotgun mod apparently on, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> Another point where he can't die, so you can fail every one of these like. Very tense, quick times, and it doesn't. Oh, he has plot armor at this point too. He has plot armor, yeah. But okay. you don't like it here, so no, you know. and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay that the game, the game is set up that no matter what, you will make it to the end. You can fuck up and kill everybody in that last scene, but you will make it to the end. 
What matters is that I, the player, believe my character can die. Yes. That's that's what matters. And at that point, certainly you do. I mean, like you've seen deaths, so you know, yeah, yeah. that's no 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 problems with the way that's played. And it is t- tense as fuck. <laughs> yes, it is. It's that's good. The, I mean, it was just that's why it starts really, that, really coming together. Yeah. Because you just have him running through the asylum trying to get to the mine, just being hunted by dozens. It feels like dozens of those creatures, and you just keep shooting them and shooting them, just trying to get through. Like, yeah. it's intense. They, they really lay it on thick. There's also, now that now that we're here, this is my, my other moment of, like, where I felt like a smart ass or smart smarty pants, and other people probably lost someone. So uh, there's a brief <laughs> scene where you play as Ashley uh, during this point, and you're kind of walking through the mines. It's maybe a little bit after, but thereabouts uh and uh you walk past like a trap door and it just starts uh going berserk like there's something's fucking with no, it from you underneath. hear a voice calling yeah colt's right you hear a voice as ashley when you're in the tunnels ah okay well i, don't know I think it. it's jessica's voice you might hear but it's uh, it i know is. you hear a voice it's just well, she gets her head chopped off by, <laughs> by a wendigo and i just i know i i, I saw that again trap door and it, i was just like yeah, no, you know, like by well, it's so, a it's a separate path that goes along, and I'm like Jessica's dead. I know Jessica's dead, so I know it ain't hers. So we ain't going down there. Yeah, and if because if all you do open you open that door, and a creature instantly pops up out of it and beheads her. Um, <laughs> and I, again, I love I love playing with that idea. Like uh, most video gamers are like completion; they see an optional path. They're gonna yeah. So many people just do that, and like. Uh, again, it's a trope. Like, don't don't go fucking with shit you don't understand. Like that that you don't need to. And it just presents this completely trivial option, seemingly. And then some people, their curiosity gets the better of them, and you know they, they pay the consequences. I can't. I never did that because I, I I don't want to. Ashley's my favorite character in this game. I, I do don't know like what it is, but she's my favorite. Yeah, I didn't want to lose her. No. I also didn't want to say I'm either. I didn't care about Emily. I was like, Emily can die. Just because I'm like, well, I would have liked to save her, but I can't, apparently. <laughs> I'm really fond of Emily. Like, I don't know what it is. I just... Some... <laughs> I think the actress... Do you know the actress from other stuff? You like the actress? Well, I didn't at the time. And even she then... She, I know she's bitchy and she's meant to be bitchy, but I, what, what can I say? <laughs> Emily, you stole my... I did not like Emily. No one likes Emily. But me, okay. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, it's just weird. But that's, I mean, I like how, how everything goes with that. Because, like, then they, they end up splitting up not that long after where Sam goes with, after Mike, and then meets up with Mike, and then you just have... No, I know, Sam goes with Mike, and I think they, they find Josh, right? And then the she... See, no, she the, yeah, they find be... Josh, she takes the key, she leaves, and Mike stays with Josh to try to get him out of the mine. This is also the point where there's a binary... I, I say choice, but there's a specific item you can find around this time that that locks in basically the good ending. Like you have to kind of so there's a few minutes while you're playing, you're kind of piecing together a few things like a what happened to the twins because they're presumed dead, but officially missing. So like you're trying to solve that mystery. Like, what are these creatures? And of course, I mean, I, I like that there's a drip breed. So it starts off with like this stranger who is revealed to be Josh. And then and then the mystery becomes like these creatures. And then it kind of becomes more and more about the twins. And you realize how much their story really plays into this story now. And that's where this section of the game is where a lot of that stuff begins to like 
you know, become really clear. Yeah, and I think it does a really good job of that. Like, some people complain that it goes from a slasher to being creatures. I love games that have supernatural elements. I'm going to spoil a game from PS3 exclusive that came out a long time ago, so I'm not feeling bad, but I'm going to spoil it anyway. Like, Uncharted. Uncharted 1 did that, where I was, like, completely blown away. I'm like, what? You know, some mystical type, you know, it has, like, that supernatural element. So I love when games have a surprise supernatural element to them, like this game did. I really like that. Yeah, if it had just been a straight slasher, I'm not sure that this is nearly as good a game as it was, like, since it kind of subverted everything. Yeah, I mean, people complain about that. People complain that, oh, it was stupid, it should have just been a slasher. No, it's good for what it is, and I think it's good that it places your expectations because it also plays on how you feel about Josh. Do you feel that Josh should just get murdered because he fucked with you, or do you think, well, he didn't actually kill anybody, and he is, you know, suffering you know, trauma, you know, should we care about him? Like, it, it makes you kind of like, how do you think? Like, I mean, for me, Josh gets his head smashed in the mind because that's just what happened. <laughs> I can, that wasn't my choice, but. For me, and there's, I think there's, there is a binary piece of evidence, whatever, note, a note in the game that basically, well, should we go full spoilers at this point? Because this, sure, this we're far enough in. I'm good. Okay. So, obviously, the, the story is the twins at the beginning, uh, they fall off a cliff and what, happened that you didn't realize until now is that one twin died and the other uh like broke her leg so she's kind of trapped down there and to survive she ends up eating her twin's body there's a note down in the mines that essentially explains that from the twin's point of view like it just gets it's it's like a resident evil note like it starts off (laughs) uh, I, i think i'll be okay and then oh i'm I gotta eat my twin, and then garba garba garba. I'm turning into a monster. Like that's that's all in the <laughs> all Itchy, in the scratchy. So, so exactly, exactly. So <laughs> that, knowledge, that knowledge is what basically convinces. Um, so a Wendigo grabs Josh at one point near this. If you know that it's, that it's Hannah, you can say her name, and she will spare Josh. If oh, you, she will not realize who yeah. she is and kill Josh. Okay, I saw the tattoo, but I did not have the tech. I didn't have because I never must have didn't find a certain clue then because he never says anything. He just have to find that journal. That's the one Hannah's journal piece of evidence that locks that in or not. Nothing else you do matters outside of finding that one specific. Okay, that's cool. But Cole, do you have anything you want to comment about all that? You miss it because you you miss a essentially you know. The, the the main mystery you know you don't really solve i mean you can put it together i think most people can but this explicitly put you know spells it out in a way that no, like, no one... it, it gets put together in the like if you if you like picked up the lore and everything even missing that journal that journal just confirms it right like yeah. everything like, leading up to that you're you're like oh okay that's there's enough evidence to put it together so, i certainly agreed but that 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 just like for anyone who's you know it, it just says it. And and more importantly, it, it allows the in-game characters to have that knowledge. No, that's what I was about to say. That's that's the point where they have it. You should have already, like, I'm pretty sure you should have already picked that up. The only Because I think there's, a, like, a point in the game where you get some lore and it's kind of presenting the question of whether or not being turned into one of the creatures, if you get scratched by one, will it turn? Like, they're not sure how it gets. Yeah, that's, that's what made. We, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. But like, I think like when you are. go through the asylums where you start picking up all that, because that the asylum is where they took the miners, the mine you're going through at this point, and they started turning into the creatures. That's why you run into them in the asylum. That's not 
Hannah, as we've already the the sister that turned into one. That's those minor still surviving. You had two yeah. separate groups of the creatures. One was central to like tied directly to the central players. The others the set up for that. That that is correct. Yes. Yeah. The miners are. That's where most of the window goes over. And then of course there's Hannah. And Hannah is like the the queen of them because the spirit that he killed now, that the I forget what it's that, called that, though, but. The Hannah's not their queen. She's just another one. The woman. But she's something uh, special. See that? She's I, didn't not, I didn't get the. She she's only special because she's Josh's sister. No, there's more to it. I was one of the videos I was watching explain. There's an I forget the name for it, but with the one that in the beginning when you see him lighten the flamethrower, he killed the strongest one of them, and that's what overtook Hannah's bo- Hannah's, Hannah's body when she was a cannibal. Yeah, so these are spirits, and the strongest spirit goes from that body to Hannah's body. Okay. But I can't remember, like, all, I don't remember the wording or anything like that. I just know that something like that happened, so. Interesting. Okay. I actually didn't know that either. Yeah, it was one of the YouTube videos I was watching. <laughs> My research before this is to watch YouTube videos, so. That maybe makes sense, because, like, she, near the end, the Indigo, the Wendigos start fighting. It's essentially Hannah fighting the minor Wendigos. Yes, because I yeah. I don't think she's starting to realize who she is exactly, but like she just just killing them for whatever reason. Yes, now, there is the implication that she recognizes Josh when you say her name because that's what stops her from killing him outright. But outside of that, I don't. I you get the sense that there's not much, uh, if anything, of Hannah left. You know. Yeah. She spares her brother is about the best you get, but his yeah. Sense of fear, by saving him, you only ensure that he becomes a Wendigo himself by eating the stranger's body, which is why he, the stranger, has to die. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So Josh lives, but he, it, the, his final scene is uh, like him turning to the camera half creature because he's been eating stranger. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That like post credit cool scene. Twist. That's like a, that's a cool twist. Isn't that like the post credit scene though? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so no matter what, if, the, if anyone's alive, one of the characters in their exit interviews will be like, you need to go check the mines. Like, that's where the danger is. Go check the mines. And it ends with, like, them investigating the mines, and they'll either find, like, the stranger's body, or they'll find, or the, like, Josh dead, or they'll find Josh half-creature chewing on the stranger. Oh, okay, that's what that is. All right. Yeah. I saw a little bit of it when I was Googling on YouTube afterwards. <laughs> So he technically lives, but I mean, arguably better to just let him die. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I consider it's a good ending probably if you save him. But yeah, no, honestly, it'd be better just to die <laughs> at that point. Yeah, saving is relative at that point. And then after when they finally all connect everything, everyone that you have alive still will end up at the mansion for kind of like the big scene, the big like throw off scene where you this is where all your all your decisions matter, essentially. Or this is where you can fuck up and kill everybody. Or yeah, save everybody. Off. And like the whole idea is you're you're in this mansion, you're you're back at the mansion, and I think something gets broken where they see gases leaking. And then you can either turn on the light switch, when you turn on the light switch, whoever's still in the house is gonna get blown up. So what you find out earlier in this game is that the creatures can't see you if you don't move, because they're apparently T Rexes. And <laughs> that's all I can think of every time. So like you have to do all those don't move sections. The problem is my dumbass didn't put down the fucking controller. I held on to the controller because, you know, that's what you do, right? When you play a game. When I was, I was, you play a Sam and I was hiding a Sam 
and I'm, I, I, do, I do it about three times. Chris gets out, Emily gets out, uh, Chris, Emily, Ashley get out, and it's just Mike and Sam. I'm like, okay, i got to do it you know, one more time, then I can make the run for it. And then I fucked up and I moved. <laughs> I was like, maybe they won't kill her. And all of a sudden, the, the creature sees Sam and just guts her. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I, was, I was upset. Because like, I had come so far, I had almost saved her. Like I just had to get out one more time, and, and then I would have been fine. Yeah. And I felt bad. Or two more times, I would have had to make it, I guess. Or one, and sure. also, also yeah. letting her die digs into that final girl trope. Like, she was supposed to live. Yeah. This, this whole thing, Sam is the one that's supposed to live. Because when it starts out, she wasn't cool with the prank they pulled on the twins. She was, you know. She, she was a good person. Them. Yeah, you know, and I and I think that's really good. Where like, and then you see them run, grab the switch. The first time I did this when I played this game, a couple you know years ago, I left. I only had a couple people alive. I left Mike in there. I ran, hit the switch, and saved Sam. So I was like, yeah, I don't give a sh- I don't give a shit about Mike, but we're saving Sam this time. So Sam and Ashley and Chris made it out last. Everybody by just fl- flicking the switch too early, and everyone just burns up to death. <laughs> I can see that. I like that idea. I like though. I like that. That's how they survive. Is that they blow up the house and essentially burn them all. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's like a, it's a smart, natural kind of way to to bring everything. Yeah. In. And then of course the sun rises, and then the helicopter comes, and they get rescued. Yeah, but going back to talking about the choices you make with the Ashley thing, where if you've killed her, like cho- cho- chose to kill her, which never happens <laughs> earlier in the game. It's in this section where Chris. That choice, if you get there with Ashley and Chris, is determines whether or not Chris lives or dies. There's a window. There's a creature chasing Chris. And um, so essentially, Ashley's at the door. And, you know, if you had tried to murder her, she just she doesn't open the door for Chris. (laughs) She just shuts the door open. I think she locks it. She, she either locks it or just holds it with her body. But either way, she specifically does not let him in. Whereas otherwise, she happily opens the door and you know saves his life. I I kind of like Chris. Like I I when we started, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna hate this fucking guy. And then like he's he's kind of genuine. Like him him and Ashley's interactions are like genuinely well done. I thought. Yeah. Who's yeah. your most hated character? Like if like just. Is, is it Emily? I feel like Emily's probably the popular choice for like who people just don't really give a shit about. The, Emily, Matt. the only reason I'd say Emily is because I don't really like her section, her and Matt's section. I don't remember like very well at all. Like I remember the afterwards with her. I don't even remember what happens to him. I think I got him killed. So he might be yeah. one of the ones that died. I remember the shooting emily or you know or not however you choose to do that part i remember that that choice i don't i think i spared her but yeah i I didn't like her like (laughs) started off i was like oh this fucking bitch and it was that there was no redeeming that like i did i don't remember from the game at any point to where she could have redeemed herself because i think she's bitchy like when you if, if you disagree with her or agree with her either way she's just a bitch yeah, no, she's not nice. She's super And it never goes away. <laughs> <laughs> the, day, the game did not give me a chance to give her a redemption like it did Mike. Because, like, you knew Mike, like, Mike had to die. He was, he, in the beginning, he was the, he went along with the prank because it was the other girl, one of the sisters had a crush on me. Yeah, he's the one who kind of sped it up, so to speak. 
Yeah. Like, they all had a pan, but he was like, he, she, she had a crush on him. He played along. And I think that's why yeah. he got. And it was also Emily that set it up, I think, because Emily was the one that yeah, wanted was. to prank her because she yeah. was upset that this girl dare have a crush. Mike at the time. That was, it was her, like, Mike was her boyfriend. They found out the chick had a crush. And Emily's like, oh, let's get this bitch. And I, I, it's just so stupid. I mean, it's a, it happens. People are like that, but it's just so stupid. It's like, that's the reason that this person's upset. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's all very. Yeah, I did not like Emily. Fuck her. <laughs> this is all her fault. This whole shit's her fault. <laughs> mean girl's gonna mean girl, you know. She doesn't deserve to die. <laughs> like, That's why I didn't I'm sure care. I, I think Matt may be the only person I lost my first playthrough. <sighs> Matt's easy to lose, though, so I get it. Yeah, given what Blake just said, yeah. I mean, I find that kind of ridiculous that there's only one little way to save him. Right. And I don't really like that, per se. Yeah, no one likes those binary choices. Like, I feel like you, like, ideally, the, the best examples of these games are when, like, your decisions culminate, you know, into, like, a logical kind of endpoint. So, like, having any sort of binary pass-fail state is always going to feel a little unrewarding. But sometimes it's just, that's just kind of unavoidable in a game of the scale. So, you know, it just kind of I mean, is... Like- but it's a fair criticism still, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a storytelling. Concessions have to be made sometimes. That's what. That's yeah. They, also, I, they felt like the, le- the least fleshed out characters in the whole story either, too. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Well, Matt yeah. fleshed out in my playthrough. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wish I would have saved him. I mean, yeah. I wish that's I would have too. Yeah. Things happen. I should. <laughs> but it's a good way it does it. I mean, it. Again, I just feel like it plays really well. And you really do care. And I think that's what's also nice. Right. They're not all just like yeah. pieces of shit, like a like a Friday the 13th movie where you're like eager to watch these people get killed. Like, No, you want to see them all survive. And after replaying this now, I'm actually kind of... Ex- I now actually have an interest to try the other games that this company has made. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the quarry. It's one I do really want to play. I've played uh, Man of Madon. It's like... They, so they came out with the Dark Pictures anthology... Which yes. is like a series of much smaller Until Dawn like games, uh, none of which have reached the critical acclaim of Until Dawn. Uh, however, the quarry has been very, very well, like critically and uh, from what I understand, you know, like commercially uh, received. So That's good. Yeah, good to see that they're still they still have it in them. Okay, I heard good things about Man of Madon. I think when that came out, or the Dark Chronicle, the Dark Chronicle stuff. Because I know Helena has talked. I want to say Helena's talked about them before too. I just never. I had after I played until dawn the one time. I just had no interest, and now I actually be like, okay, I kind of care. Like, there's a part of me that wants to be. Like, I want to try these again someday. I didn't like it, but only because Man of Madon is unique. Um, are we? It's I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Well, it can be played multiplayer, and I'll just okay. say that the game hits particularly better if you're playing it with a friend like there there are entire mechanics in the game that you do not get to experience if you're playing solo like key mechanics of the game so if you're gonna play it play it with a friend otherwise i i think i would call it a pass oh that's too bad because i would not i don't play anything really co-op so i play everything solo the most compelling elements of that game like entire mechanics and and really cool things are just not available if you're playing solo. So that's kind of a shame. Okay. But it is really cool. Really, really, really cool uh, experience co-op. Like, I, I guess you need to play it so we can have an episode so we can discuss these things now. 
Okay. You know what? If this does good, I'll do it for sure. Or if I run out of games eventually, I'll do it anyway. It's short. It's only like a three to four hour game, so there's not much to it. Okay, that's not bad. Okay, maybe I'll put it on my to do list, and then when I need like shorter games, I might grab like okay, this this is something I can do. Yeah, much shorter than Until Dawn. Okay, I'm okay with that. Until Dawn was also not too long, which was nice because I was really. I mean, it's a personal issue for me, but I was really worried about it because of my my schedule for this for this show. Like I was gone the weekend that we were the weekend before playing this. I was on my anniversary with my wife so we were gone so i didn't have access to my ps4 so i couldn't play this until i got back home like i'm like fuck i got four days to play through this game I mean, yeah, it's, or this it's a well-paced game uh just in general yeah and it, it, you can i mean i was able to play for like two or three chapters a night and then i'd be like okay and i would play through a couple chapters and i'd be exhausted I'm like, okay i need to stop playing it wasn't it's not a hit on the game just i was just like it was just you know took stuff out of me yeah no yeah that's fair oh any last things you want to say before we go into questions comments or memories no, I, so I, I guess I would just ask, did I felt I felt satisfied by the ending? Uh, did anyone feel feel cheated? I, I think, again, I, we touched on it, but like one of the common criticisms, I think, is that people just felt like when it ended, like, uh, you know, they, they weren't happy. Their, their choices didn't matter as much as they liked. They didn't like the supernatural twist. But I would say I, I felt satisfied when it was all said and done. Would, would, yeah, would you guys I- yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I have nothing but good things to say about that game. Like it's a it's a it's a choose your own adventure horror movie, man. It's what it is. It's yeah, granted there's certain things that are set, but your choices are once again how you get there. That story is a little bit different for every playthrough. It's a great game to discuss with other friends. Like this, it's a great game for something like this because your experiences can differ so much, and like especially hearing decisions that other people made. Like that's always yeah. a fascinating thing to to kind of hear and talk about, or watch somebody make a different decision. Like going back, to <laughs> you can watch somebody play. Honestly, and I think that would be a great way to play this game too. Like, I mean, not a way that I would ever play it, but I think it's a very real option for a lot of people. Like, this is the kind of game that you could and you could enjoy, like a a Twitch stream of it as someone that you like, and then seeing you know for the first time seeing what they think. Oh yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I can confirm it's fantastic watching like a friend or a player play it as well. Oh right, and I'm gonna go on to qu- and oh I really enjoy it. Like I was satisfied with this game to answer your question that I almost forgot to answer. So, <laughs> and then I'm gonna go on to questions, comments, or memories. Uh, first one from the I watched the entire Overlord replay group from Sean Co- Sean Keller. I remember hating the one girl who got hit, who got bit by a creature and having the option to shoot her. I know that she wouldn't turn into a monster, but seeing as she was a monster of a human being, <laughs> bang. Uh, okay. Oh. I wouldn't really call her a monster, but okay. I mean, she was a she was not nice, but she wasn't a monster, but okay. And from friend of the show, Michael Hughes, I don't normally do horror games, but managed to talk myself into this one. I went in blind, was pretty much erect the whole time. I thought it was a typical slasher story, but when the supernatural twist was re- revealed, I was able to relax. My brain is weird. Yes, it is, sir. Yes, it is. As a guy who recorded with you many times, it is. <laughs> and from uh, Lewis, Ev- Lewis A. Loved this game. Though the story was pretty good, the gameplay was hit or miss. I enjoyed the exploration part, but some QTEs were a pain to get it right. Like the one where the control needed to be motionless. One small movement and you were dead. Even when I put on a flat surface, it didn't work correctly. The music was great too. Very atmospheric. Loved the opening song, Old Death. This is a game I highly recommend. We haven't talked about that, but the music in this game, the sound effects are all really good too. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that was a nice take. I enjoyed I enjoyed that part of this game a lot. 
Agreed. So, and from Agreed. Mark C., I loved it, but hated how my game ended. Kept everyone but one person alive throughout the game that made one bad split-second decision. Literally the last one in the game, and boom, everyone but two die. <laughs> I know exactly what he did. <laughs> I mean, the game warns you. I, I can see it, because I think I did it the first time, too. I, I ran and let somebody die, so I get it. And I have two comments from the official Laser Time community. First one from Jason Heezer. I think it was Kotaku or maybe AV Club, but one of those two had an article about the best way to play this is two players. You both pick which characters you play as, and when the time comes, and the goal is to have more of your characters survive at the end than the other players. So you're playing to kill the other player characters. Really want to try it this way. Oh, well, you'd have to be blind. <laughs> By playing it before, you that wouldn't work. No, because then you would know what works. You, yeah, you'd have to play it blind. You'd have to be your first time through. But that would be a cool way to play it, though. But you'd have to be told... To play it that way, I feel, unless you're just an ass. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are some people that wouldn't have a problem with that. So, All right. And then from Dean Dottre, I was legitimately so obsessed with this game when it came out that I platinum it in two days. Four playthroughs, one with no guide, one with no de- deaths, one with every death, one with specialized death times. It was a wild two days. That had been really cool. Impressive. Holy crap. Yeah, that is impressive. I mean, I I can't do that. I also play games like, well, the show. I have to, you know, move on to the next game. But even before I couldn't do it, but that's impressive, man. I'm glad that I'm glad that games do that to people, that they have those moments that are just, you know, so great like that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so. 100%. I have taken off work to play a video game. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I have not, but there's nothing wrong with doing that. All right. And then from the Giant Bomb group, I got one comment. From Andre Cole, I played through this game in a single sitting back when it came out. I rented it from Redbox after an employee at GameStop told me about renting games from there while I was buying something else. I picked the game up around 9 p.m. one August night. I played the game until I finished it at 5 a.m. the next morning. I played until dawn. Until dawn. (laughs) I like that comment. And that is all the comments I have. So, but no, I'm I'm glad that people had a lot of positive things to say about this game. I'm also glad that people enjoyed this game. Like, I'm, I'm always happy when I reach out and people have good things to say. I mean, I appreciate anything. I'll read it. You know, I like comments, but it's nice to see that a game had like, you know, a good effect. Like people don't have bad, you know, a lot of bad things to say about it. I feel like it's a pretty universally loved. Like most people who played it have generally positive reviews almost across the board, which is nice. You don't see that all the time (laughs) or never. True. So I'm always glad when people enjoy games because, you know, put a lot of work, people put a lot of work into them and games are, I mean, sure, there's some games that just end up bad, usually because of money people above, but things happen. So usually money somehow involved, unfortunately. All right. And that brings us to right before we get to our last segment, I think I should give out a code for something. I'm trying to I have so many damn codes. I'm trying to get rid of them. All right. Let's see. We're going to pick a random code that I want to give up. It's not that game. Here we go. Bloodstained Ritual Tonight. A really, really good fucking game. Excellent game. Here is the Steam code. It is B-9-D-Y-O-I-7-H-Z-E-5-6-B-A-N. That is the Steam code for Bloodstained Ritual Tonight. Funny thing is, I God, I love that game. So you can go to our episode about it too. I don't remember what number. Go check it out. And we're now that'll bring us a shelf stacker box. And I'll go first. I'm gonna put this game on the shelf. This game surprised me with how much I enjoyed playing it again because I came into it with 
low expectations. I was just like, okay, I'll cover it. You know, Elena wanted me to do this, and I, I want to do this for her. And I was blown away how much I enjoyed it. I had a really good time. I don't think I'll play it again for years because it's the kind of game for me where I need to wait years and forget about it and then go back to it. But it's definitely going on the shelf, and I'm really glad that it's going to be part of our catalog. Oh, what about you, Blake? I think it's going to be a shelf for me. I think it is a game with flaws, and it is a game that perhaps has diminishing returns more than some other games that I would put on the shelf. But overall, the just the cinematic values, the kind of shock factor, and just the, the way the narrative and the gameplay all really come together to, to sing, I think, I think I've got to put it on the shelf here. Okay. And what about you, Colt? Yeah, I'm going to say shelf as well. Like I've, This is probably one of my favorite games. Like us talking about it, I haven't played it in a few years, but uh, I'm <laughs> tempted to go find a PS4 so I can play this game again. Uh, so definitely <laughs> right. a shelf. Like, like I said, it's it is a it is a story you play, and I love that. Yeah, and I think that's what's so impressive. I mean, it's also a game that you completely can enjoy watching somebody play it online for the first time too. Which I know I didn't get any comments about that, but I know this this is this feels like a game that people would have experienced with you know, a Twitch streamer that they like playing it for the first time, not really knowing what they're going into. That's a good point. Yeah. This is one of those games that if you could erase your memory, this is a game you want to replay, not because it's that fantastic. Like if I had that choice, I would, if I could erase my memory of a game, I'd go right back to Chrono Trigger. But <laughs> that's a different, that, that, that's just a perfect game right there. Perfect. I know it's not probably, but to me, it's perfect. <laughs> All right. And I should introduce what we're talking about next week. Uh, next week's episode will be another game that I've been waiting to play for some reason. A fear. We're playing fear for the first uh, on the show, and that—that's a game. So you can listen to me talking about fear. I played one of the fear games, two or three, but not never the original. I just I played through the whole thing uh, right before today. I actually finished right before we could we record. We're recording this late. You'll still hear this on time, but inside baseball, is, we were a little late due to just scheduling issues and COVID. So, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, go check that out. But no, Fears, it's, I'm, I want to play more of the series now. I will say that. I heard bad things about 3, though. There's a section where there's, like, mannequins in it, and it's genuinely one of the creepier sections of a game. In 3 or 2? I can't. I honestly can't remember. One of, the, one of, those, one of those two games, I believe. Okay. I, I definitely want to play more. I was, I was surprised. So, Fears is one of those. I'll, yeah, I'll talk about it next week. But, yeah, it's one of those games that been on my been on my list all right so yes stay tuned for that and if you enjoyed this episode go check out our other 300 over 350 other episodes on the show that we do um we are currently in spooktober so there's lots of horror stuff that we're that we're publishing right now if you can't find what you're looking for on on spotify itunes you can find everything on podbean and download our whole catalog so please go do that if you enjoyed the show if you want to support the show we do have a patreon and with this being a new month we have a new patreon poll uh the current poll that you're going to be hearing about for this Patreon, if you, want, if you join during October 2022, uh, will be for, I mean, it'll, it'll, it will end up releasing in November, but the, you can decide if we cover Resident Evil Extinction, the film, 2007, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, the miniseries, 2021, Resident Evil Damnation, the animated film, 2012, and the Resident Evil Netflix series, 2022, you get to decide which one we're going to cover. As little as a dollar, you can vote in our polls. So go do that. You help out the show. You make me happy, and you get to change how the show goes. Isn't that amazing? And if you enjoyed this awesome and we also have a Discord. You can join our Discord and chat with us. We are always posting things in there. Not as much as I want to, but I'm trying to get there. 
So definitely go join that. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. All the audios are there on, on YouTube for you to fo- listen to. Audio only, but it's all there. And I also want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasphere. You can follow her on TikTok. Also want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me. You can He started his own podcast, so definitely go check him out, A Gamer Looks at 40, where he interviews people about how do games affect their lives. It's a very, very well done show. Definitely go check him out and listen to his content. And I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody.